Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey guys, it's Mark. And I'm Charity. And welcome to the Case Watch Podcast. Case Watch deals with content meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Case Watch. Confirming the body found in Grand Teton National Park is Gabby Petito, and she was killed. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder. Late today, Chris Watts was officially charged with the murders of his wife and his two young girls. Remember these words. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Hi, Mark and Charity. It's Danelle from Chicago, Illinois, that is. Um, I was the one that called in last week and I forgot to leave my name and after I hung up I realized it and I was a little embarrassed to uh, admit that I had done that but you guys called me out so here I am admitting that it was me so now you have my name and you know that I live in Chicago, Illinois thank you Charity thank you Mark, love you guys we love you as well even though you you forgot your name okay so poor Danelle when we were like shout, doing shout outs a while back, like way, lots of episodes ago, um, I tried to say her name was Danielle. So um, don't be embarrassed at all, Danielle, <laughs> because I messed up your name. So I'm glad that we that you did call back, though, because everyone needed to know that that beautiful voice belonged to you. And we mess up on stuff all the time. Oh, God. I'm the queen. I got something for you to look at. What? All right. Grab this. What is it? It's a four-leaf clover, Mark. What's it on? A coin. I was walking at work the other day, and I came around the corner, and I looked down, and that was sitting in the middle of a parking lot. All right. I'm going to say something. I believe I said to you during that episode when we talked about the four-leaf clover that a four-leaf clover finds you. And I was right. It did. Like, literally, the day after that episode went live, I found this. That's Awesome. I picked it up. It's it's a green coin that says Happy St. Patrick's Day. 
and it's now going to be with me because I think it's going to be good luck. Like, come on, what else happens like that? Like, we literally have this discussion, and then this thing finds me. That's amazing. Do you know what else is amazing, Charity? I uh, know, but I would love to. Our crime creeps. Oh, I already knew that. They follow the show on social media, Facebook and Instagram, Case Watch Podcast, Twitter, Case Watch Pod. Update, I have been tweeting. Is that the correct use of it? I believe it is. I have been putting some tweets out in the world. And I'm going to start using it more. And we're actually, people are responding to them. I love that. I don't know if I'm using it right. I'm like hashtagging and stuff like that, but who knows? Uh, you want to follow us on Instagram. I'm at not Mark B. Charity is at charity underscore case watch. Text and voicemail line is 603-212-4600. And info at casewatchpodcast.com for all you old fogies like me and Charity. Oh, hey. By the way, Charity. What? Happy birthday. <gasps> happy birthday, Mark. Yay! Yay! So you guys might notice a little bit different schedule because me and Charity decided to take a Friday and a Monday off. Yes. And there's no episode for what was last Friday and this Monday. And we're going to put this one out on Wednesday. Yes. Because gosh darn it, we're worth it. We are. And we'll be back to our regular schedule the following week. Yeah. I mean, I want to use my grill and enjoy some life and some time away from the old podcaster. So Exactly. Uh, guys, I'm going to tell you, we got a new segment. So before everybody gets upset and says like, oh, I didn't know I could participate. Case Watch Crime Creeps Group. So it's called Case Watch Crime Creeps. That's all you have to search on the Facebookers. And there we are. Yep. A ton of stuff goes on in that group. Awesome content and stuff that people, it's just like our safe crime haven. It is. So I've decided we're going to start doing a best of the week in the Case Watch Crime Creeps Facebook group. I love this. So anything you post in there might be a topic of discussion. Just like, if, and it could be absolutely nothing. Basically, your bar is to make me laugh. And it makes me laugh. I'm going to bring it up. Yep. You know who made me laugh? Who? That would be Zachary. He posted a meme that just made me laugh out loud. It made me laugh out loud, too. Guys, it says, when I'm bored, I come to Walmart and I put these on people's car windows. Charity, guess what it said? What did it say? Call me. I'm pregnant. I did see that, and I thought it was fantastic. All right, let me set the picture for you. Oh, God. Just imagine this. It's a Friday night. You... Well, so it wouldn't be you and your lady, but me and my lady are out at Walmart. Yeah. We're going in. We're getting a movie. Going to get some stuff for dinner. Light is going great. I might, you know, I might have a good lucky night that night. <laughs> we come out outside. I'm loading the groceries into the back of the car. And she looks at my window and sees that sign that says, call me. I'm pregnant. Oh, it's not quite the conversation. That's for sure. I'm going to guarantee there's no way you're talking your way out of that one. No. It's going to be a silent conversation the whole way home. Yep. Actually, lack of conversation on the way home. I love it, but it made me laugh, and I absolutely, it's, this is the stuff that just makes me giggle. Yep. Also, Bobby Joe posted, hello, crime creeps. Just wanted to say hi, and that I've listened to all that's available on iHeartRadio. It's the only thing that my work will allow on my PC. I've actually heard that from quite a few different places. Me too. Well, we appreciate that you found us on iHeartRadio. She went on to say, and I love the podcast. I've been watching The Evil Lives Here on the ID channel, and the very first one was right here in Omaha, Nebraska. I can remember when it happened. Made me think twice for letting my kids out of sight at the mall as well. So creepy and scary at the same time. Keep it real. Stay weird. I got to say, so 
There was a, a show that's still on. It's called Nightmare, Nightmare Next Door. Yes. That was about my neighbor who lived next door. The first, like episode number four of the first season was Are in- Are you serious? Yeah. I used to live in Goshen, New Hampshire. And the first one was about a lady named Penn Meyer who lived two houses down from me. Oh my God. We'll have to cover that story. It's, oh, definitely. It's crazy. It involves the fire pits and people being rolled up in carpets and Walmart. Like it is an absolute- Oh my God. Crazy story. Oh, our friend Tara came up with a few on-air names for us. I saw that. Read them off. Read them off. I'm going to see if any of these stick. Ready? I am Mark Setko. <laughs> I love it. Mark's Manship. Mark down. I kind of like this one. I'm going to put a the, a the in there, though. Mark the Hammer. Oh yeah, buddy. I like that. Oh, my God. Mark Mullet's like, I have short hair, so that doesn't, doesn't fit. Mark Gavel and Mark Watch. Oh. All right. You ready for yours? I am. Charity Case. Mm. Chariot of Fire. Oh. Charity Masters. Charity Storm. I think oh. I watched her on the uh, internet the other day. Charity Storm sounds like a really like awesome. I think Charity Storm says an OnlyFans. Oh. Oh, you went that, yeah, that route. That's the route I oh, went. Okay. Case Watch with Charity Case and Mark Watch. And she went, it's late. I need to go to bed. <laughs> Those are great. <laughs> I really like them. Keep them coming in. Barbara posted a picture to remind us on how special some of us are in this oh, world. Oh, I saw that too. I love it. Guys, it's a pizza box that says the following. <laughs> Warning, open box before eating pizza. All right. My question is, did someone do that purposefully to make, make it funny? Or did they? was there an incident that took place where somebody tried to eat the box and couldn't digest it? I just can't even. It's like, you know, coffee might be hot. I love people. Like, come on. You know it's all on there because some idiot lawyer sued somebody for something stupid. Yep. It just aggravates me. But come on. Open box before eating pizza. Actually, somebody just told me the other day that, remember the whole McDonald's coffee incident? Yes. That poor woman had to, like, go into hiding. She... All she sued for was medical bills. Yep. That's all she got. And the coffee temp was way, way, way. It was like at a boiling point. So it really was because everybody, when you hear that story, you're like, what an idiot. I can't believe she tried to sue for hot coffee. I always thought that. I didn't know. And then somebody told me that they saw an entire documentary on it. And the poor woman like was getting death threats and stuff. Well, people get death threats for a lot less know, these days. It's, it's horrible. Kind of all right, moving on. Danelle posted the Amber Heard Chain Part 2. Oh, that was so funny. Guys, I must say it's a doozy. You need to go watch that. So good. What was it? My my dog stepped on a bee and... Ah! Yeah, and her face crinkles. Like, oh, God. She's not a good actress, I guess. No. My grandmother spilled my tea. Ah! <laughs> like, there's so many of them in there. I was doing it the other day, and my boss just looks at us like, please stop. We or love- go home. One of the two. <laughs> Like, I can't deal with this what anymore. What did you just continue on doing it? Of course it did. Of course. Girlfriend number two, as better known as Liz, posted this story about John Ramsey asking the governor about having the DNA tested by an outside agency. I actually think we need to just do a full-on John Benet Ramsey case at some point. I agree. That case, I think, is the one that really got me into wanting to know more about true crime and it kind of like started me on this whole journey. I have thoughts on that case. I do as well. I just, ah, there's so many different ways to go. It's just like, ugh, it aggravates me. I think the brother was involved. I think the brother was involved. I think the mom 100% knows what happened. I do too. I don't think the dad really quite knew. 
But I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to discuss it. All right. So I'm going to do some triple D's this week. Okay. Cheryl posted a triple D that I just have to read because it made me laugh. Like I said, this is the new best of the week in the Case Watch Crime Creeps group. So let's roll. Two men were arrested in Jacksonville for trying to steal a light pole after Hurricane Irma. The pictures. The Jacksonville men were arrested after someone reported seeing them load a light pole on top of the SUV in the Wonderwood connector on Wednesday. Two days after Hurricane Irma caused major damage in the Jacksonville area, according to a police report, an officer heard over the radio that two men without shirts were there loading a light pole on top of a gray Kia Sorento. (laughs) The officer noted a light pole was missing from the area on top of the bridge and saw the said Kia driving eastbound with a pole on its roof. The officer initiated a traffic stop and took Victor Walter Appeler. I butchered that. 46 years old and Blake Lee Waller, 42, into custody for questioning. Appeller told officers that he was moving the pole because it was laying on the ground and it was close to the lanes of traffic. I was doing my civic duty. That pole is valued at $2,500. Officers did a pond database search and learned that Appeller had 72 scrap metal related transactions since January. Oh, my God. But he was just moving it because it was a civic duty. The pictures. Oh, yes, guys. Do yourself a flavor and get into the Case Watch Crime Creep group and check these pictures out because they are a doozy. Well, he was arrested and charged with grand theft. Waller was also arrested and charged with grand theft. A photo of the men handcuffed on the sidewalk went viral. JSO's Twitter feed was quickly filled with memes and photos ridiculing the pair. I mean, that's the best way that we can live in this society. You know, Charity, all of us with common sense that are not douchebags would wonder why they would steal a light pole because this would 100% maybe cause a question, maybe two, when they went to scrap this thing. You would think. But, you know, I love these dipships, but what I love more, Charity, is the comment that our wonderful crime creep Jennifer Green left on this story. Are you ready? I am ready. She wrote, at least they had a rag hanging off the end for safety (laughs) because they 100% did. (laughs) In case it poked into something, it wouldn't hurt. They didn't want anybody damaging their pole (laughs) before they went to scrap it. I absolutely love that. Well, Charity, let's go for a triple douchebag play because I have more special people that just need to be mentioned. Oh, please do. 60-year-old Joseph McKinnon from Trenton, South Carolina, was found unresponsive laying in his yard Sunday. He apparently suffered a cardiac event while doing, quote-unquote, yard work. I love this one. Charity, you may ask why this gentleman is a douchebag. Well, the yard work he was doing was hmm, digging a hole to bury the woman he just strangled to death. I'm sorry. Let me just say one thing. She was up there and did this to him and was like, ha ha, I got the final say. <laughs> That's what I think. People say karma comes quick. Oh, yeah. This is really quick. This came really fast. What an idiot. So, yeah, you guys heard that right. He was digging a hole to bury the woman that he just strangled to death. This douchebag was trying to bury the body of 65-year-old Patricia Dent, who also lived at the residence. An investigation led deputies to believe McKinnon attacked Dent inside their home. Deputies said McKinnon then bound and wrapped her in a trash bag before putting her in the previously dug pit in the yard. While covering the pit, McKinnon had a cardiac event that caused his death. The Edgefield County Coroner's Office ruled McKinnon's cause of death to be natural causes. Dents, unfortunately, was due to strangulation. Ugh. 
You know what, Mark? If you're going to physically murder somebody and you're going to physically dig a hole, uh, maybe you should go get like go to the doctors and get a full physical first. I'm yeah. just saying. Uh, doctor, I was so, you know, going to just dig a hole to put a body in. I just want to make sure I want to make it. Can you can run some tests, please? I have one to you that's close to home. Okay. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nicholas Bissonette, 31 years old of Nashua, New Hampshire, where my studio just happens to be located. Oh, boy. Was doing a little bit of gardening himself. Except, well, he kind of forgot that it wasn't his property and maybe borrowed the skid steer or, quote unquote, stole it. Oh, my God. But this story gets a whole lot better because this creep was burying somebody's car. Oh, my God. Police arrived on Sandpiper Lane in Merrimack, New Hampshire, found this dipshit actively burying a woman's car with bark mulch. Pistonette was arrested without incident and transported to the Merrimack police station where he was processed and released on PR bail. (coughs) Of course he was. Of course. He faces the criminal charge of trespassing and unauthorized use of a propelled vehicle. This dipshit was familiar with the woman who owned the car, you know, the one he was covering in mulch. Although the relationship status is unknown, I am a betting man. I'm going to guess I could say I could figure it out. He was probably not happy. (laughs) A tow truck had to be called to the scene to remove the vehicle from under the pile of mulch. Mr. Bissonette is scheduled to appear in the Ninth Circuit Merrimack District Court on May 19th to answer to the charges. Like, this just happened yesterday. I mean... It crossed my my computer as we were getting ready to record. I was like, this has to go I mean... That was kind of, he really thought into that. Like that was, he thought it out and to think what he was going to do with her car. So here's my question. (laughs) Why are you trying to steal my bit of giving this guy an excuse? Is that what your question is? Kind of. (laughs) Kind of. I love it. I mean, wouldn't she go to him to look first maybe if they were having issues? I don't know. Like this guy just went all in. Can you imagine this? He's. Saw that skid steer sitting there. He saw that pile of mulch. He's like, you know what? Know what I'm going to do with this? That's going on our car. (laughs) All right. So I have a palate cleanser for you. How about a little Florida man? Oh, I love a Florida man. Unfortunately, this Florida man is not the bad one. A Florida man who returned from a doctor's appointment got a surprise and an eye fill when he discovered a woman skinny dipping in his pool. Oh, her clothes were strewn on his Fernanda. Isn't that just a nice word? Like, yeah. I don't have one of those. No. Like, I didn't have a pool. No. I don't even know if I'm saying Fernanda right because I don't. Not even sure if it's, I've ever been on it's one. A fancy word. It is like absolutely fancy. Well, anyways, all this clothes spread on his Fernanda led the unidentified man to the 42-year-old Heather Kennedy, who was swimming oh naturel in his backyard. Pool, according to a report from the Charlotte County Sheriff's Office. After Kennedy refused to get out of the pool and leave, the man called police, according to the report. When officers arrived, she became hostile. Do you know what officers love? Hostile people. Do you know what they love even more? 
naked hostile people. Yeah, because it's slippery. You can't really grab them and stuff. There's not much to grab on. Like, whew. <laughs> After police asked her several times, Kennedy get out of the pool, put her clothes on. And once she was dressed, the officers tried to detain her, but she allegedly resisted. Oh. Police finally brought Kennedy to the Charlotte County Jail, where she refused to identify herself. Authorities eventually identified her using her mud shots from prior arrests. She was charged with trespassing and resisting arrest. Police did not disclose if her bail had been posted. They probably just let her out on PR bail because that's what we do nowadays. So do we think, what, is, what, what do we think her reasoning was? Did she, was she just hot and wanted to go for a little swim and didn't want to get her clothes wet? Do you know how hot it is outside? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if my neighbors had a pool, I'd be naked in it swimming right now. Yeah, but if they asked you to get out, Trust you probably me, would. They ain't something anybody wants to see naked. But if, if some, if you were swimming naked and someone said, hey, can you please get out of my pool, wouldn't you? Like, give me 10 minutes. Come on. I'm already in here. What, what's it going to do? What's another 30 seconds of my nakedity is going to screw up your pool? Nakedity. I'm gonna, am I going to mess up your, uh, you know, pH balance in your, your pool? Well, I mean, you know, there are filters and stuff. Yeah, but that's not my problem, not my pool. That's, that's why right. I swam in theirs. Um, I have a feel-good story. I love a nice feel-good story. And it was sent to us by our crime creep, one of our crime creeps, Katrina. All right, let's see what Katrina sent you. Okay, this happened in Washington, this incident. And you ever feel like you just had a really bad day? Every day. Okay, so if you feel that, I want you to think about this situation. Okay. Okay. I'm thinking about it now because I had a really bad day today. Yeah. Um, Brendan Fire Department Chief Tim Manley said a woman was at the top of Mount Walker. Uh, not to interrupt you, but Tim Manley. Is like, that here, awesome? We're talking about these like Duke Castiglione and all these other names. And I want a cool name. That's cool. That's really cool. I like it. I do too. Well, anyways, Mount Walker is on the Olympic National Forest northwest of Seattle. Apparently, there is an outhouse. Porta potty, Johnny on the spot, you know, a toilet up there for people to use when they gotta go. I don't know what you call it, Mark. Porta potty works for me. Porta I like a Johnny on the spot. Oh my God. So, not to go on a side tangent, but it's kind of what I do. There's been a bunch of new porta potty companies like springing up in southern New Hampshire that I've been noticing because I go to a lot of construction sites. Right. Best one I've ever seen. Guess what it was called? What? Drop it like it's hot. Yes. Oh. I swear to God. My God. Drop it like it's hot. Portable potties. Love that. I'm Love like. Love that. That's great. That is great. <laughs> Anyways, the woman was using her cell phone while using the potty house and it dropped in. Oh, that cell so phone's gone now. cell phone. Oh, just wait, Mark. She took apart the toilet seat and <laughs> used dog leashes to try and retrieve her phone. <laughs> when that didn't work. She tied the leashes to herself and tried to get the phone. No, out, she didn't. Diving headfirst into the abyss. Um, so she used them kind of like like a tether, like a tether. She thought she was. The leashes unfortunately didn't hold her, and she fell right in. She now found herself stuck inside the depths of the grossness. <laughs> we have all used porta potties before. Well, most most everybody. We all know what they smell like, and we all know what they look like. And we know what's down inside. <laughs> All right. So I got to kind of clarify. This doesn't sound like a normal porta potty. This sounds like one of those ones that are the dug ones that they yes. dig the big, big hole and they put like the um, the lime in and I stuff like so. that. I think so. Yeah. Because you aren't fitting in one of those small ones. Yeah. 
but I'm sure it still smelled the same. And oh, it smelled the same. worse. Yeah. Guaranteed. This woman tried for 10 to 15 minutes to get herself out, having no luck. She did, however, find her cell phone and was able to dial 911. <laughs> when firefighters got to the scene, they passed blocks down for the woman to stand on so she could reach a harness. The Brennan Fire Department said she wasn't harmed in any way. Um, I bet she was a little smelly, though. <laughs> the woman was hosed down and told to seek medical attention due to swimming in human fecal matter. I just love this because I can imagine the radio call. Have you ever seen um, There's Something About Mary? Oh, of course. When he zips his wing up oh, in the yeah. uh, zipper. Oh, God. And I don't know the names me. of these people that were in the movie and this and that, but he was this guy that gets on the radio. He's like, hey, Jim Bob, got to get up here. Franks are above the beans. <laughs> like, And they were calling everybody in to see it. I could yep. just see it now. What was that guy's name? What was it? Tim Manley. Yep. Hey, Tim. Manly, fire up the engine. We got to hose her off. <laughs> I absolutely love this. It's awesome. If I drop my cell phone in somewhere where I drop a number two. You're going to get a new one. That phone is like gone. Yeah. Like, there's nothing on that that I care about. Stat and get one sent to you immediately. Oh, my God. Well, she didn't want to seek medical attention. I would assume she was a little embarrassed and she just wanted to go home. Um, Chief Manley said, I've been doing this for 40 years. And that was a first. Mark, that was a poopy day. <laughs> that was. That just puts in perspective, everybody, of how much better our days are. Katrina, thank you so much. This is, just brought so much joy. I feel. I do feel bad for the woman because that's yucky to have happen. I don't feel bad. I feel great because he just made my day so much better. <laughs> See, I don't mean to like keep hammering home how much you know fun we have in the Case Watch Crime Creep group, but this is the stuff that you're missing out on, people. So much fun. All right. So basically... Like I said, it's me and Charity's birthday weekend extravaganza. Oh, I like, well, it's Charity's birthday month extravaganza. Yeah, I, I used to just have the day, but then I was like, you know what? I think I get should, the weekend. You know what, Mark? I think you should do the month with me this year. No, I got too much crap to do. No, you don't have to do anything. You just say when someone says, can you do this? And your answer that you can't is because it's my birthday month. And be like, it's my birthday month. It's and my birthday month. Like, wasn't your birthday 20 days ago? And be like, so, yeah, but it's still my birthday month. It's my birthday month. Yeah, that would aggravate me. I oh, couldn't do it. I, I'm I'm doing it. Love you, Charity, but that would absolutely <laughs> aggravate. If I had said to you, all right, we're going up to record. You're like, I can't. It's my birthday month. I'll be like, I'm going to record it myself. Then. I wouldn't do that to you. So after we put out that last live episode, I get I, a couple different people have said, you know, the audio was kind of choppy at the beginning. Yes. I know we had an issue. We took out as much of the bad audio as we could with leaving as much of the episode as we could and then. Figured it out about eight to 10 minutes into it and then corrected the audio from that point. So I apologize to our crime creeper, Brittany, because she was a little echoey there. So people probably skipped her voice for a while. Yeah. But we were covering basically the Vicky White case and we were also talking about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. But yep. wow, did you see that thing on Amber Heard today where they actually released the the voice memo that got recorded of her saying, go ahead, Johnny, tell everybody you're abused. No one's going to believe you. Yep. Wow. He sounded so defeated in it, too. It's just, ugh. Just makes me so angry. Yeah, it makes me angry, too. So I am on team Johnny Depp for the oh, win. Oh, I'm definitely team Johnny. I just can't even believe that kind of stuff. 
So there was a couple more, obviously, big things happened with the Vicky Casey White case after, yeah. like, literally, ours went live Monday, and then it broke that they were found. I, we need to, there's certain situations that we need to discuss. Yes. Mark and I haven't even talked about this yet, so this will be good. So I just got a quick, basically, rundown of what happened from when we basically speculated on what we thought were going to happen. I mean... Boy, it, it wasn't far off what we thought was going to happen. It wasn't. So another thing that came out, too, there's a report that Vicki White had reportedly went shopping for the men's clothes and visited a sex toy shop before she helped her inmate boyfriend escape. Oh, my God. So she was preparing. Oh, wow. Okay. Puts things into perspective. So they had def- a definite uh, relationship. There's oh, no, yes. no joking about that. There is no joking about that at all. So let's go ahead and elaborate, just kind of basically pick up from the news conference that happened the day that she was discovered that she was involved and just move forward from there down the line. So Sounds good. at the news conference that day, the sheriff said, I can tell you that every employee in this office is shocked. I bet. 100%. That's when you think you know somebody's character so well, and then they do something that's so out of character. It is. It's shocking. It makes you wonder, is this out of character or was her coming into work every day and acting the way she was like her putting on a fake face? I, I Here's my thoughts on that. So many people came forth to say that she was completely different was than this lot. person. You can't possibly do that throughout your entire life. So I think that she, I still think he coerced her. I I don't, I don't think, I do think this was out of character for her. I think she got the attention. Yes. She liked it. Yep. He was a master manipulator. He was. So that day it was went on to say whatever Vicki White's role in the escape, they warned she was in danger. And the U.S. Marshal's office said that Casey White had threatened to kill an ex-girlfriend if he had gotten out of prison and shared photos of the tattoos allegedly linked to the prison game claiming white supremacy. So he's probably not a good dude. Like, yeah. let's let's be honest about that. At first, the authorities believed that the murder suspect might have kidnapped Vicky, the assistant director of corrections for Lauderdale County, which is amazing. She was the assistant director, employee of the year, yep. and was just voted to be employee of the year for a second time. I've never even been employee of the day ever in my life and she was employee of the year twice yeah that says I, something i it, it that's what i'm saying i think that she she would have to be a full-on narcissist to be able to fool people in that way you never know hey, you know, know what this is our company charity you're the employee of the week this week thanks mark so hey next week will you make me the employee of, the of week? course can we put our pictures on the wall we should we're right over here yeah put it right off wait <laughs> i love that i want to wear my douche tree um sweatshirt when i take a okay. picture Absolutely. Like I was saying before the uh, employee of the week tangent, at first authorities believed that the murder suspect might have kidnapped Vicki, the assistant director of corrections for Lauderdale County, but soon realized that her cover story about taking him to the mental health evaluation was a ruse. How exactly the two developed a relationship is still not clear to this day. Lauderdale County officials say Vicki White called Casey White while he was away at state prison, but they have not shared the specific details about the recordings. As the search widened this month, authorities said that they had mounting evidence of a quote-unquote special bond between the pair. I think she thought it was special, too, because she did visit the sex toy I shop. I was just going to say the same thing. Oh, man. 
Keeley and the Gulf Coast Regional Fugitive Task Force. Can I stop you for a second? I just said that whole long thing and I got it right, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Did it say what she bought at the sex toy store? I know. I wondered too. No, it didn't say that. Sorry if you have to read that sentence over again. Let's see if we can get it again. Ready? Keeley and the Gulf Coast Regional Fugitive Task Force. Bing! I got it right again. Good job, Mark. Then sprang into action and started gathering leads. The first break came when a fellow jail worker reported that Vicky had called and asked to be picked up at Academy Sports, an outdoor store in Florence, Alabama. Apparently, she said that she had locked her keys in her car and needed a ride to work. In the store's parking lot, investigators found the patrol car in which Vicky had left the sheriff's office hours earlier in with a handcuffed Casey in the back seat. Now, so what she was doing is she was stashing that rust-colored Ford Edge in the parking lot, and she got a ride by another sheriff into the building. Oh, my God. Yeah. Now, remember, Vicky had already sold her house for $95,000, far below market value, sold her car, and fulfilled her retirement Keely said. So she was preparing for this for quite a while. Mm-hmm. She had also bought an AR-15 assault rifle and a shotgun to add to her 9mm semi-automatic and a 45 caliber handgun. They were ready. Did you see the pictures of these guns and the ammo that they had? There was quite a bit of them. Yes. Investigators later learned that Vicky had also bought men's clothing at a local Kohl's department store and also visited the store that sells sex toys according to the news outlet. Like I said, Kohl's, I mean... Those 50% off coupons get you. They can't even keep, you know, criminals out of there. Her Kohl's cash. Did she use her Kohl's cash? Oh, we need to find out if she used ice. All right. Can we go on the record and just say Kohl's is the biggest scam ever? Yeah. Because you go in there, nothing is ever full price. You go in there, there'll be a rack of shirts, 50% off. You look at that shirt and you'd be like, oh, it's only 40 bucks, but it was 80. And you're looking, I can buy the same thing at Walmart for nine. And you know what else? CVS, extra bucks. Do you know how much money you have to spend to get the extra bucks? Do you know how much money they waste in receipts? I go in there and I, I buy like a package of Tylenol and I get a receipt that's 18 feet long. Yep. Like I trail that thing out of the store and I'm going, this is ridiculous. And getting back on topic here, two law enforcement officials said that Vicky had also left the jail with Casey previously in what investigators believe was a dry run for the escape. Wow. That is something we have not heard until nope. now. She had taken him out of the lockup for about 40 minutes. The officials told outlets on conditions of anonymity. Anonymity. It's one of those words. That's like, all. I have is my it, words that I can't say. Is it like my, all my words? It's like all your words. It's like all Charity's words. All right, let's try that officially again. On the condition of anonymity. Anonymity. Bing! Good job, Mark. Mark for the win. However, Lauderdale County Sheriff Rick Singleton refuted that account in an interview with News Nation saying there was no evidence that Vicki had taken Casey out of the jail earlier. This is called a CYA moment right here. Like, come on. Obviously, people would not lie about that. Right. Before long, the Bonnie and Clyde duo had made it out of state and were nearly 200 miles away. Tips began to flow in, but nothing panned out until a tow truck driver from Tennessee reported that he had towed a Ford Edge three or four days earlier, and it was still in his tow yard. Really? Convenient, that is. Mm. The next break comes when a homeowner in rural Tennessee recognized the photo of Casey and helped authorities piece together what had happened. He told the police that he sold Vicky a Ford F-150 pickup truck for cash. It did not have license plates, but she did not care, you know, 
probably on the account of the they were escape fugitives and probably license plates were, you know, minor low on the list. Yeah, I mean, why why need those? But that is one of the things that pretty much gets you caught pretty quick. Exactly. Hey, look at that truck without license plates. Yep. I wonder why. He says, yeah, I sold them that truck. <laughs> I love Mark's voices. I'm not sure everybody else likes my voices, but I do. So I'm going to keep you them know what? in there. You know what, Mark? I think they do. Some of them probably do. You guys like Mark's funny voices that he makes? Let us know. Yeah, I sold them that truck. Keely said of the homeowner, and so we learned that he sold them a truck the same day they escaped from the Lauderdale County Correctional Facility. It was just a few hours after they had escaped. During the sale, the woman in an orange Ford pulled up, and the two drove off, trailing one another, said the homeowner who provided the pickup truck's vehicle identification number. Well, at least they got something right there. They had the VIN, so now they had all the info on that vehicle. The two abandoned the Ford Edge and made their way to Evansville, Indiana, where Casey abandoned the pickup truck at a car wash. They then paid a homeless man to rent them a motel room. Kind of smart. Think about that. That's really, that is kind of smart. When I read that, I was like, huh. Who do you think came up with that? Her he, he did. You think so? Guaranteed. Yeah. Even me, who I think I'm a fairly smart guy, I wouldn't have thought of that. I wouldn't have thought of that either. Well, they paid this homeless man to rent them a motel room, paying cash up front for a 14-day stay. They were living under aliases in the motel and had bought a third getaway vehicle, a Cadillac sedan. What were their aliases? It doesn't say. Oh, I know. So mad. It makes me angry because I know I, I. One of those things that I want to know. Do you want to know what my alias would be? <laughs> I already know, but you're going to tell me. Go ahead. Laurel Porter. Yes, because that is Charity's pornography name. What's yours, Mark? I can't remember what we said mine was. I don't know. I can't. How does it work again? Okay, so it's your middle name in either the first street you grew up on, or your middle name in your first pet. Oh, Whichever sounds better. Mine would be Ryan Sylvester. My other one would be Laurel Lobo. No, I like Laurel Porter. <laughs> I better. know. That actually sounds like a good uh, news name, too. Laurel Porter. Tonight on the news, I'm Laurel Porter. Right? I got to give it to Charity. You could either be a famous porn star or a news anchor. I, I guess. Kind of fits both ways. I guess so. All right. Getting back onto topic. The car wash manager first noticed an abandoned truck on May 3rd and found it odd that the vehicle was still there the next morning. A police officer was dispatched to check it out and determine that the vehicle wasn't stolen and there was nothing that they could do. Like we said before, how many times has a case been flipped or flopped or whatever because the information wasn't put out there in time? They already had the VIN. Yep. They should have been able to pinpoint what this vehicle was. Yep. Another break came Sunday because an officer had written that Venom report and Keeley's team spotted it. His fugitive team descended on Evansville, working with a fellow deputy marshals in Indiana. The team found a Cadillac at the Motel 41 and placed it under surveillance. Vicki soon emerged in a wig. See, we were making fun of those news agencies oh putting out those pictures of her with wigs. And what she did she do? She literally had a wig on? She literally had a wig on. Amazing. So she emerged with that said wig along with her six foot nine bow. Kind of hard to, uh, you know, hide that. Ex why would they shouldn't have been like walking in and out of places together? Correct. Like that's that's just stupidity. right? They there. should have taken our advice that we, we thought would happen, you know, because they were still free at the point when we recorded that. They should have been listening to Case Watch, put him in a wheelchair. See, you know what? Exactly, Mark. Good yep. point. They hopped in a car and drove off with the marshal secretly tailing them, but the officers were spotted, according to Keeley. A brief pursuit ended when officers ran the car, which flipped over. 
Okay, so we do have the official 911 audio that was placed from Vicki White's vehicle. Really? I don't know if it was her who called or him, Mm. but it is graphic in nature, but we are going to play it. So if you don't want to hear it, just hit the skip forward button. So here we go, guys. 911. Yeah, that bang was the gunshot. Okay, I have some questions. You finished reading what you're going to read? Nope, some, go uh, ahead. You have questions. Let's go ahead right now. So I watched the video of them pull, uh, pulling them out of the vehicle, the police. Yep. On the police cam. And you can find it right on the Google machine, guys, or on YouTube. And uh, they had him in custody, and they had him cuffed, and they had him over. And then they showed them pulling her out, and they were all concerned because you hear one of the officers go, she's armed, she's armed, she's armed. So she, they literally had to, like, peel her fingers away from the gun. But she screamed when the gunshot went off. Yeah, I don't know if that was a reaction I mean, it's hard to say. Do you think he had enough time to shoot her and then put it in her hand or take her hand and make it go off? I don't know. Because the, the only thing I, th- so not to interrupt you, the only reason I even think that or could be a possibility is because less talking, right? Less knowledge of what actually went on. Yeah. At this point, I don't even think that matters. They were both, their, their gooses were cooked. Yeah. He was heard saying, she's got her finger on the trigger. Casey White surrendered while insisting he did not shoot the woman, according to law enforcement. He called her his wife. I heard that. There's no evidence that they were married people. Let's remember that. So I don't I don't know where he's coming up with that or how it is. Vicki White was pronounced dead at the hospital that evening in what the coroner later ruled a suicide. Mm. On News Nation that night, the sheriff said that he had feared this outcome. More so than facing the charges, I think facing her family and her coworkers, I was just concerned that this would really weigh on her, he said. Connolly, the district attorney, has listened to some of the investigators' interviews with Casey White and said that the prisoner claimed that Vicki White was his only friend in the whole world. But he puts little stock in those words as, you know, Casey White was kind of a douchebag and had... Uh, quite the criminal history and now there's some allegations that he may or may not have something to do with his ex-girlfriend or ex-wife's death we're not sure but i honestly think that we need to delve deeper into casey white and he deserves his own case as well yes butler the corrections director said wednesday that only vicky white could explain her choices to her colleagues and i choose to remember how she was before he said All right, so we do have some info on her ex-husband because we did say that, you know, she was deceased, but there was very little information that was out there at that point. But there is some more now. Vicki White was married to ex-husband Tommy White in 2002. Vicki White formed a close relationship with Tommy's mom, Frances. Although Vicki eventually left Tommy, citing drug addiction, and the two got divorced in 2006, Vicki and Frances maintained a friendly relationship. 
In an interview with the U.S. Sun on May 4th, Francis told them that she was worried about Vicky and that she was shocked that she was even capable of doing something like this. I always thought of Vicky as a daughter, Francis told the Sun. I've known her since she was a little girl, but I hate seeing her doing this. Vicky White's ex-husband, Tommy White, died in January 2022 following a battle with Parkinson's disease. He was 62 years old at the time. In an interview with the Daily Beast, Francis White said that she, quote, was just proud he wasn't still alive because he still thought she was a good person. That is absolutely like, wow. But here's my thing. She's she still could have been a good person that did this bad thing because of unfortunate circumstances. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. What do you think, Mark, about that? This is one of those ones that just get me. I don't he, get it. I, I couldn't be, be put into those situations. I don't no, think. I don't think so either. I, I think she was trying to probably say that he would be like really disappointed in her. I think so know? too. Uh, it's 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 a weird situation. I don't know how to make sense of this case because to me, somebody throwing away a whole life's career worth of work for nothing, it basically seems like. Like I said in the live. If she truly was, thought he was her soulmate and was head over heels in love with him, then love can make you do. Cra- I'm not making excuses. I think it's crazy, but love sometimes can make certain people do crazy things. I agree. All right. So let's move on right here. Speaking with the DailyMail.com. So Casey White's mom also did an exclusive interview with the DailyMail.com. White's mother, Connie Moore, who is 62 year old, said that they were just two people who really loved each other. It's just so sad. And I worry for Casey. Casey White really loved Vicky White, and he is devastated by her death and wept openly on a prison call to his mother the day after the prison guard shot herself in the head. Wow. She's more worried about how her son is feeling than all the other victims in this whole wide world. Yep. Makes you really put things into perspective. She went on to say, I spoke to him yesterday and he was crying and saying he couldn't believe that she was gone. Moore was talking for the first time since her son's 11 day stretch on the lamb with Vicky came to a dramatic and tragic end in the moments after the shots were fired. White could be heard appealing to law enforcement for help for his wife. White inmate number 00282371 is now back in Alabama where he has been transferred to the maximum security William E. Donaldson Correctional Facility near Bessemer. I know I'm going to say that wrong and I know someone's going to correct it for me, but in my mind it says Bessemer. Now Moore has revealed that he had called Vicky his wife during his prison time too. She said Vicky was really, 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 really good to him. Just being there for him, talking to him, they had a real thing. He was calling her his wife even when he was in prison. I just kind of sort of went along with it. I don't say you shouldn't or whatever if it makes you happy and it makes him happy. Oh, my God. I know. I mean, I've heard of moms sticking up for their kids, God. but this is at a whole new level. He didn't mean to do that. He's a nice boy. He's such a nice boy. He's such a nice boy. You guys have him all wrong. He, he's, he was only a white supremacist for like a day. It was just so he didn't get beat up in prison. Yeah. There's been much speculation that it was, in fact, White who may have pulled the trigger on his lover. Now, his mother has slammed the idea, saying he is very upset. I know he loved her. He talked to me for over a year about how he had a friend and how nice she was and how much he loved her. Hold on, hold on, hold on. on. I was hoping you were going to jump in there. Let's back up the truck. Beep, beep. Oh, my God. This is, uh, 
Guys, we seriously share a very similar brain. It's freaking scary. It is. Shouldn't she get in possible trouble for knowing this for over a year? You would think that if she knows that he was in cahoots with a guard. That's like... Uh, I, if I were her, I'm not sure I'd be so open with that. I know. Somebody better call Bertolino and tell her, oh, yeah, you know, get, not talk. Get Bertolino on the case because he's wicked good. Actually, he'd be like, tell more stories. Probably. He never told me her name, and I was shocked when I learned who it was, but he would never hurt her. I told the FBI and the marshals, too, that he would not hurt her. Hold on a second. Hold on a second again. Beep, beep, beep. Backing it back up. Okay. All right. Never told me her her name or who she was. Wasn't he in a jail for men, a prison for men? Yes. Okay. Okay. So where did the said friend come from then? That you, I know. I'm telling you. Oh, we gotta we gotta dig keep going into this case because more and more is gonna come out. This is gonna go on for a while. Yeah, it is. Visibly emotional. Moore said, "I don't know what she was thinking in the end." They could have gotten out and got on the run. Casey couldn't run, and where would he hide if he had did? Now, guys, please bear with me if this sounds funny the way I'm reading it, but this is how it's written. Like, yeah, it's word for it's it's quotations. This is sometimes it's just it's hard to read something when you know it's wrong. Like your right. brain tries to correct it, but and that's, that's kind of that, what it does. That to person me. speaks. Asked if she had any messages for Vicky's grieving family, Moore said. I would just say I'm very sorry about it. And from all that I've learned from Casey and for everyone that she was a good person, I just hate it with all my heart that it happened. Guys, she's saying, according to my douchebag criminal, possibly killer son. No, that's her baby boy. And he's he's a sweet baby boy that is just got, everyone has gotten him all wrong, Mark. But according to that sweet baby boy, she was a good person. Wow. wow. Let's just take that in. She said, but Casey is not the monster that they posed him to be. I think it's so sad that the comments that the whole world has made fun of both of them in a situation like this. You're right. This is totally 100%. This guy making fun of my baby boy. Yeah. I've read a thousand comments and nobody has a good word to say about either one of them. I don't know who she was, but I know that they loved each other and they talked about each other. I don't. I can't even believe this. Like she's making up excuses and defending yep. all of this. Assistant director of Lauderdale County facility, Vicki walked out on her life and the 17 years of an unblemished service record. People uh, see, I'm sorry. I don't think you can fake that. I really, and all these people are showing support for her and talking about what an amazing person she is. I don't think you can fake that. Not to that many people anyways. Your true colors show at some point. I agree. This is just, it makes you shake your head and wonder, like if this could happen to her, it could happen to anybody. And I think it does more so than we know. This is just was in the media. Friends and former colleagues have been left baffled by Vicky's actions. Speaking about Vicky's forthcoming award, Lauderdale County Sheriff Rick Singleton said, I think it shows the kind of person that we thought she was. Are they going to still give her the award? It kind of sounds like they're going to give her the award. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it was for the, the previous year. That's true. But she was still doing bad things that previous year that they didn't know but about. But they didn't know about them. So that's like me. Yeah. So like if I, for the for the last year, if I got a clean driving record, I, I get an award and I get in an accident January 1st, it, I still get my award. Well, it's like me acting badly next year month and you taking away this month's employee of the month yeah i'll give it to myself no 
According to White's mother, Vicky was one of the few good women in her son's life. All of his troubles, she said, stemmed from two things, drugs and woman. What? Oh, he, she's blaming. She's blaming. She's victim blaming. Oh and God. all the bad choices that her son has made with both. I mean, that kind of is the downfall of most men, drug and woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Listen, there's good women out there. Mark. Yes, I have one. I know you do. The laundry list of violent felonies that have seen White sentenced to 75 years in prison and facing a capital murder murder charge for which he will stay on trial for next month may speak against his mother's assessment of her <laughs> six foot nine inch son as a peaceful giant. Yeah, okay. She said the main thing for Casey has always been the drugs and the woman. She keeps blaming it on them. I know. Growing up, he was just a basic country kid. He was always tall, but nobody tried to pick a fight with Casey because of it. He was tall. <laughs> he was just never violent because there was drugs there. Come on. She's like making excuses for like, everything. This is like all of these cases that we... I never yes. would have done it if it wasn't the drugs or alcohol. But when he would do them, he went from bad to worse. According to Moore, White has never been a habitual drug user. Well, apparently he hasn't been when he, he's been in jail most of his life. Exactly. But takes them periodically. It is something over what she admitted she has worried for years. She went on to say Vicky was a good person for him. I don't know what happened. I know that Casey wasn't the mastermind of anything. She was the brains. We all know that for sure. Oh, my God. I don't know if maybe she had given up on life. She had just started writing him letters and it went from there. Oh my God. Can I please? Let me, I have one more oh line. I know. I want to dig into this broad as well. I think maybe she was infatuated with it. And the idea of Casey, I don't know. All I know is it's sad and it was real. Okay. 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 You have a pillar of the community. You have a dirt bag. But he had nothing to do with it. He didn't suggest anything, Mark. Okay. Nothing, according to his mother. Come on. She needs to be a lawyer. No, because she's not good at it. And can I also state that I enjoy the word broad very much? I threw that in there. It was kind of the, you know, spur of the moment. I think it's a nice... I got excited. It's a nice word. And you can be a positive term as well. Like, I consider myself a strong broad. <laughs> Charity, you're a good broad. I'm a good broad. This Kristen, good Kristen, you're a good broad. <laughs> I can hear her holding up the middle finger from the other room. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Before we go, you said you had something you wanted to end the episode with. I did. Do we want to discuss anything else on this just yet? Or are we I think we need to let this lather for a week and okay. discuss it again next week. This is week. something I sent you, and I don't know if you're going to remember when I, when I tell you. Guys, I am shattered. Fred Savage. Yes. Fred Savage is not going to be on the new Wonder Years boot. Because of misconduct, they are doing an investigation on his conduct. That is so, the Wonder Years. I loved that TV Meet show. Meet Winnie. Winnie Cooper. Not Fred Savage. Now, from what I've read, this goes back to conduct that happened during the initial run of the show back what? in the 90s. He was a little kid. Yes. So there's, if you read the article closely... His big brother on the show yep. and him I said, apparently were harassing like a makeup artist on the show. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You need to read that article a little closer. All right. So, I but just, here's my question. Okay. That was in the 90s. Yeah. We're in the 2020s now. Yeah. How does it like, 
How does it take so long? I know. Fred Savage has been in a crap load of stuff since then. So they're doing a full, well, I mean, they, for him, for the, this is my thing. For them to completely take him out of the show, they had to have found, there must be some pretty good evidence of something over the years, right? Or they just don't want to deal with it. Oh, maybe. Nowadays, that's just the way it is. But the sad thing is, is the Wonder Years isn't going to be the Wonder Years without him. No, it's really not. And that was one of my favorite shows growing up. It was that one in Quantum Leap. Like, I don't, oh, I loved Quantum Leap. And they never let him leap back um, home, by the and way. also MacGyver. Hello. Yes. He could do so many things with his chewing gum. Oh, my God. There's a picture online. It's like a meme, and it's MacGyver, like, looking at his car, confused, broken down, waiting for, like, AAA. And it's just like, <laughs> my whole childhood was a lie. <laughs> I love that one. And the Knight Rider. I didn't care about Knight Rider. Um. The car talked. I know. I didn't really care about that. All right. Well, I liked it. Okay. Just like David Hasselhoff. The Hoff. The Hoff. The Hoff has been had some things. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> let us know who you loved in the 90s. A lot of you probably weren't even alive back then. So just being charity over here showing our age. <laughs> Guys, make sure you visit our website for links to all of our merch and stickers. Plus, you can also join the exclusive Crime Creep Club. All that and more by clicking the Buy Us a Coffee tab on www.casewatchpodcast.com. We'll see you on the next one, guys. Bye, guys. See ya. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park